Thank you for joining us today at River City Church, a church living in love. If you have a prayer need, would like to speak to a pastor, or have questions about today's message, please email us at info at rivercitysmyrna.com. For more information or to give to the ministries of River City Church, please visit our website at rivercitysmyrna.com. We hope you are encouraged by today's message. God Before that, let's pray. Everybody, close your eyes with me. Father, we, we, we invite you. We know that you're here, and we know that this part is just as much worship as singing worship was, God. Actually, forgive us for thinking that's all worship is. Help us to see that it's everything that we do for you that's worship. That's like Romans 12, 1 and 2. That's, that's the idea is that our whole lives would say yes to Jesus, like a resounding yes to Jesus. And so today, during this portion... I ask, Lord, that your presence would be so very here that it would cause people to taste and see that you are good so that they understand for themselves the significance of what it is to meet with a Jesus that's readily, availably, Emmanuel in present form. You here today. I don't want to just say words. So just personally invite him right now. I keep doing this thing with imaginative prayer over you guys as, we, as I come in here on Sunday mornings where I imagine, I mean, even certain ones of you, like what if you walk up and meet Jesus? Like I imagine the conversation. I see him loving you and hugging you and I see him in our corporate settings being very here. I've heard so much today since this morning, even last night. I want peace today for people. I want peace today for people. I want peace today for people. And I love that his peace is peace that is usually beyond our understanding. And it's not something that we conjure up or create in our own heart. We don't work it up, right? It's, it's how the Father sees and feels about us. It's his peace for us. And so, so that's here. You know, that's, that's the reality is he loves you more than you want to be loved. Period. Even for the you that are like, no, I really, really want to be loved, bro. You don't even know me. I'm like, yeah, I do know you. He wants to love you more. So today, Father, let us walk in that and be in that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, okay, so I'm going to start off by reading my journal to you. 
because that's a, usually a really it's a win. Um, I'm going to go ahead and warn you. I'm probably going to be a little more transparent in some of these than is going to make me feel comfortable. Um, I hope you're okay with that. It's the truth, and I want to be honest with our people. So, um, January 22nd, 2014, from the captain's log. Woke up early today at 5.30, because I do that every day. Um, just kidding. Because I am still jet lag, it was nice to get up and get things done early today. Please give me the discipline to continue to do this. Dang it, I need to revisit that prayer. And to get to bed earlier. Today I have a bunch of meetings. Guide all of those, please. Let this be an extremely good day for this adventure, church planting. Let me be the encourager today. God, please speak to me and Sarah. We would both love to hear sealing of a few things, specifically two big prayers. Where do we plant this stinking church? I added stinking. God, guide this. Give us the exact locale. I don't know why I wrote that. I don't talk like that. <laughs> that you want us to be in. Make it easy, simple, exciting. Let us commit to it, and they get excited about it. Also, Father, help us to name the church. Please lead, lead in this and confirm it in both of us. I don't want to stress about this, and I definitely don't want to try and be cool with a name. Please make it clear. Let us love it. Let, us express the, let it express the vision clearly. Please, God, also start adding to this core. I think at this point we might have had 10 to 15 people that were really confirmed. Please don't allow me. <laughs> I'm going to skip that part. <laughs> Please go ahead and impress the people on the hearts of me and Sarah as we move forward. Moving a little forward. I felt a tension in my heart. What will it look like once we begin meeting together? How will we keep people with us? What day will we meet? I'm so afraid that what we will do will fizzle out. Okay, then I start having a conversation with the Lord. and He starts talking to me, especially this time. This is when I do this, it's him talking to me. It's super funny. Only if it fizzles in me. That's what he said to me. I was like, okay, gotcha. Um, did you just say that to me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> How can I keep it from fizzling? Wrong question. How can I fall more in love with you? Right question. Answer, Josh, just be with me more. Actually, I don't ever tear up. When I want to, I'm not going to. Important questions for me, Josh, to know the answer to. What is the church? This is so different now than what it was when I wrote it at the beginning. The people found by God in the process of renovation. It's the collective together, the home of the presence of God, a living body. How do we define success? Are disciples being made? Are the precious people being found? Are they being found and then sent? Are we doing that together? Are we doing it in the spirit and love and selflessness? What culture do you want? I'm answering. This is before any of like this is on the walls or anything. I would love a culture of honor, not the kind of honor that a lot of us think about in America, not where people honor me. I would really rather not that. I'd like you to honor me as much as you honor one another, according to 1 Peter. 
I'd really dislike a culture where I'm honored more than other people. Selflessness, love, patience. I'd love to see fruit on display. I'd love to see natural discipleship. In and out of group settings. I'd love to be innovative, creative, and unique. I definitely don't want to be a copy. I don't want to be a duplicate. I don't want to be a church in the box. You guys are like, why does this dude keep reading stuff to us? This year, bringing it up to present time. Um, big prayers. I write everything, guys. And you, the guy who's going to try and talk me into some kind of device that does this for me, just save your breath. It's not going to work. I promise. I'd rather write everything. Big prayers this year. This is in January. January 1st. I would love for my sister Jenny to be healed. I would love for my friend Jason to be healed. RCC prayers this year. I'd love to be in the river. I don't even know what that means, guys. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> Still have no clue what that means. I would love for some specific prayers of the season. I would love for our church to be known for generosity. God, we also need your answer for our kids' ministry, your person, or people to come in after Jen transitions out. Is Jen in here? She's helping with kids' ministry right now. <laughs> Didn't work real well. I'd love for the money come in that we need to help people not be burnt out. I'd love for my wife, Sarah, to be super healthy this year. I'd love it when people leave the church that I wouldn't get mad at them, that I would send them well and not personalize it. God, please bring people of peace to RCC. Bring givers. So, I don't even know why I read that to you guys. I do know why I read it. Um, if you can pull up Romans 12, 3 through 20. All right, if you want to open your Bibles to this passage, it's, it's in the New Testament. If you don't know that, then you have to leave now. I'm just kidding. You can stay. All right. For by grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it's serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor. Serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope. Be patient in affliction. Be faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. 
Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. So, um, I really struggled about what to share with you guys this week. I was in New York for a week and then on a staff retreat for a week. My heart was to preach on lament and mourning. And I even told you last week I was going to do that this week. I do not feel prepared to do that. I do not feel ready to do that. I feel like I would be saying something that wasn't really from my heart and it would be hard for you to connect. So we're going to do that in a few weeks. We're also going to talk about celebration. We're going to finish up. It wasn't a series, but the whole year we've been emphasizing the disciplines that help us create space to interact and be with Jesus. So we're going to end with celebration and mourning. Um, I won't tell you which one of those is mourning because some of you might have something to do that day, I'm guessing. So you're going to have to be on your toes. So today, um, what we wanted to do um, is similar to what happens in Joshua chapter 4. We wanted to gather together and as a body label what we are thankful for. So just this passage I just read, there's parts of that passage that come really natural to a community, and there's parts of that passage that do not come naturally, naturally at all, but need to be done for the benefit of the body and for the world. In our culture, being thankful is just not a value. As soon as we grab what we want, we move on. That's, that's us. So today, what we're going to do is we're going to read the prayers of the season out loud. We're going to share and give space for you to share how you've seen God do this. Does that make sense? So in Joshua chapter 4, you can bring this up. This has always been one of my favorite passages. I just think it's really peculiar. Eric Stavonis actually built these things underneath the communion tables. They're stacked rocks, and they're from this passage. And the idea comes from what I'm about to read to you. So I'll read it to you, then I'll share a little bit, and then we'll open it up. Um, real quick, the reason I just read you the previous passage, this is who I think that we're becoming. We're becoming this, Romans 12, 3 through 20, even 1 and 2. I, I see that in us. I see us stepping into difficult things. I see us learning to mourn well. Some of my best relationships in this room and people I love the most deeply are the ones that I've mourned with. I've celebrated really great with some of you, and that's good, and I want to celebrate more. I've worshipped, like this morning's worship with some of you, and had moments. Nothing that I have done builds a stronger relationship or a stronger bond between me and you other than mourning with you when you need it. Does that make sense? I don't understand that. I think it's true for everyone. Those are the relationships that something different happens in. If you can say no to your life and say yes to someone else when they need you and they need you to shut up and sit down. I will share in a couple weeks that when I was in seminary, Part of what I had to do for the Masters of Divinity that I had was called Clinical Pastoral Education, where I had to be an on-site chaplain at Erlanger Chaplain in, in Knoxville, which is a level five trauma, whatever the most level is, either one or five, which one of those. And it taught me, you go into a room, you shut your mouth, and you sit down, and you be with people. And it's one of the most moving, humbling, 
hard things I've ever had to learn, it's by far the most beneficial thing that came out of seminary for me. I want us to do that well together. I've done it with some of you. you know, Jason, definitely. Um, some of you others, definitely. I want to say thank you for letting me mourn with you. And I want to celebrate with you as well, though, right? Like the culture of Christianity is not a culture of mourning. It needs to be healthy, but the culture of a true Christian community, I believe, is joy. It's joy in the face of things. I believe that's the mark of a body that is in love with Jesus, that no matter what, I can count it all joy. Does that make sense? We don't fake joy when it's not there. We need to be honest when it's not. We need to talk about when, we, when we're lamenting. But joy can be found in the Lord, and I'm, I want to lead us to that. So anyway, so now getting back to this passage. When the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, choose 12 men from among the people, one from each tribe, and tell them to take up 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan, from right where the priests are standing, and carry them over with you and put them down at the place where you stay tonight. So Joshua called together the 12 men he had appointed from the Israelites, one from each tribe, and said to them, Go over before the ark of the Lord your God into the middle of the Jordan. Each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder according to his number of the tribes of the Israelites. To serve as a sign among you in the future when your children ask you, What do these stones mean? Tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off from before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. When it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. These stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. So I just want to, before we get into it, talk about this is not what I would have chosen if I'm this community. I'm ready to get going. You just did the Jordan. God just stopped the waters. I'm ready to celebrate and go. Like whatever getting across the Jordan meant for that community was huge. So I love how God like shifts and turns the tables to bring the focus off yourself. And he says, now go back in and grab a, a rock. <laughs> and not for you, but so that your children might know what has happened. And so today for us really is... I'm asking you to go with me corporately back into this past season. Let's grab some rocks together. Let's stack them in here. Let's celebrate what the Lord has done, right? Like we just rode the waves of amazing worship. Like some of you probably just want to get to worship night tonight. Let's go back into what the Lord has done. What has he done? Let's grab something according to the number of the tribe of your heart. Let's bring it and let's set it up. And let's say thank you to him. The reason I read my journal is because there were nights I could not sleep. Some because of fear. God, you won't let anybody want to be with us. Some because of excitement. Oh my gosh, everyone is going to be with us. <laughs> Literally. And there was this moment. I remember where I was in Jasper, Georgia, sleeping in the basement of my mom's house, just like you all do while we transitioned into church planning, and I was laying in a bedroom. There's no windows. It could have been 4 a.m. It could have been 8 p.m. at night. And I was nervous because I couldn't figure out how we would find a worship leader. Like, how does that even happen? And I remember hearing the voice, say to, the voice of the Lord say to me, celebrate what you can celebrate right 
now, even if it's just that you got an awesome dinner tonight. And at that moment, my, my culture changed my mind. It's how I've lived in this journey. What can we celebrate right now as a church? I didn't know that James was going to like approach us at Riverstone and be like, God's told me to come with you guys. That's crazy. I didn't know that God would bring a core. I didn't know all that. I just knew there were things I could be thankful about at that point before I'm wherever's next, okay? So today, I want to ask you to do that. Prayer, everybody say pots. At River City, we do something called prayers of the seasons. It's taken from Revelation 5.8. It's not super theologically. You can't be like, oh, that's exactly that. It's just the idea. So calm down, theologian. Um, basically, there's this idea of these bowls in heaven that are the, the incense or the prayers of the people. And so we use that as an image to create pots that we would pray into. And we've had six pots that we've been praying into for the past six months. I'm going to read one. I'm going to say how I've seen God do it. And if you want to jump in, just be cordial, right? It's like small group. Nobody wants to hear you talk for 40 minutes. We want to hear you talk, but don't own it. Seriously, we have a two-quarter rule in our life group. Once you speak twice, you're stealing somebody else's quarters. And nobody likes to be stolen from. So I'm going to say what it is. And then if you want to say something, say something. Don't preach, okay? All right. Number one thing that we prayed from January to now, that we would create spaces of community and personally to give God room to be God. Not us saying, God, do these things. Us saying, what are you saying to us? Personally, we, here's, here's what you know. We've preached on the, spiritual, the classic spiritual disciplines for the last six months. Some of y'all are like, oh, we've had enough of that. Um, we started Night of Healing Prayer. That's awesome. Personally, in my life, I started to fall in love with meditation. A sitting still creation meditation. Looking at a tree. Literally on retreat, the most moving thing that happened to me was I was looking at a tree. And I realized that leaves are what we love, but leaves come and go. And without the, the actual trunk, and we all want the leaves though, right? Like we want leaves. Anyway. <laughs> Stupidest sermon ever. See, God wants leaves for you, <laughs> that guy. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He wants branches. All right, creating space. How have you seen this in your life or in our church? I'm not going to stay forever, so if you want to speak, speak. There's always one that goes, you know. We know John the Baptist. Forerunner. Anyone? Bueller? That's awesome. Thank you. You're so awesome. That's popcorn. Now what happens is popcorn happens. We've had our John the Baptist. Now we need some disciples. Jesus. Anyone? How have you seen creating space?
That's awesome. Those are so awkward and awesome altogether. Anyone else? Mia? Thanks, Mia. Anybody else? Popcorn guys, I'm telling you. Amen. I remember when you built that. It's cool. Thanks for sharing. And just like with popcorn, if you don't get it at that right moment, it all burns. I don't, I don't desire that any of you burn today. You've got to be careful where you say that, I guess. Moving on. RCC staff covering. I'm not going to open it up for this, but I just want to say thank you. We created shields for all of our staff because I, we preached and presented this one and said we need you to be praying for us. One of our people contacted us and created shields for our whole staff and did that on their own. She's not here today. She's out of town. But So thank you, those of you that are praying for us. Golf clap it. Um, children's ministry and youth. So, yeah, this was a big one. In January, um, Jen stepped out and started doing some other things. Jen did awesome. Everybody wave at Jen. She carried our kids' ministry for the first year, and got, she was the right person. And then we knew that we needed to transition. Sarah stepped in for four months, and we prayed, and we fasted, and we challenged you guys to give more generously so we could bring on a children's pastor. We have done that now. Thank you. She's here. Katie Craig, Jordan's wife, is here back there now. Our kids' ministry is doing really well. She's going to be talking to you about jumping in. You need to. Um, I wanted to see what you thought, though. How have you seen the Lord answer children's ministry and youth? Again, popcorn. Every person here is looking at me. It's so awesome. Anyone? Bueller? Anyone? Nothing? Thank you. We had a new member, and I've never sat. I haven't yet had an good. Thank you for sharing. It's good. Anybody else want to popcorn it? Anyone? All right, I'm going to give five more seconds and I'm moving on. Yep.
That's awesome. Thanks, Jill. Five, four, Aaron. Awesome. Thanks, Aaron. Five, four, three, two, one. Next one, discipleship, participation in life group and volunteering. We've been praying for these. Um, I'll throw this out to you guys first. How have you seen this? Discipleship, participation in life group and volunteering. I'll go ahead and say this. In our network, and I'm just bragging at this point, out of all of our network churches, and we're like one of the newest, our percentage of people in life groups is like double of anybody's. And I would say... We give it up for Jordan for really going after that. We, um, we just have good things happening in life groups, and we value that more. We would actually say choose that setting first, and some of you have. That's how you came to our church, but um, it's really awesome, and I'm really thankful, Jordan, for what you're doing. It makes church a lot better. So anyway, throwing it out to you guys, discipleship life groups. Give you a few seconds to jump in if you want. I'll do the countdowns. It was really cool. All right, five, four, three. Five, four, She's a power couple. Yes. Go, girl. Mm-hmm. All right. Five, four, three, two, one. Moving on. Visible community transformation. Super easy here. We partner with CHS, Campbell High School. You already know about that. We're going all in again in a few months. Luke still meets with them here. There's a group of you that do. Thank you so much. It's the fruit. We You see that. And then, of course, this new apartment life. Um, thank you for getting behind this. It's been easy to do because you guys have been behind it. I've seen it. I've seen our church shift now. Like, there's been a definite shift. And we love this setting. We know the body is important. But we're now, 
let's do this. You know, let's, let's be Jesus to this world. So for you, visible community transformation. Have you seen this? What rocks can you bring? Bless you. Thank you. Five, four, three. You may stop doing that. You do? All right. Did somebody just say something? They're like, no, didn't say anything. <laughs> Two, one. All right. Last one, financial surplus to give and say. We kind of talked about this will be the hardest one to do right here. Um, thank you. We've never been a church that's had to like, hit the oh, oh no panic button, um, we have generous givers, you know, and I'm thankful for that. We're able to pay for rent, we're able to support, and we're able to bring on staff, not full-time, but so I don't want to really open this one up because I feel like it could get weird. Um, if people's theology on giving will come out. I will say, I'm thankful. I will say this, and this is not, a, I'm not taking up an offering for us. For those of you who do give, it means a lot because we wouldn't be here without you. I want you to know that. Like, this doesn't happen without people who give. Um, being able to bring Jordan on and Katie doesn't happen without people who give. We prayed specifically that we would give enough to where we could bring, bring people on, where Sarah could have time with her family again. Thank you. Thank you for letting her come back and be a part. She was working like 80 hours a week. Thank you for letting these guys step away from what they were doing to come. They're both half-time, part-time. But you, it's a spot now that they can do it for the next year. Thank you so much, those of you who give. It means a lot. You don't hear us preach on giving. We preach one message a year on generosity. And we believe that we're supposed to be. And you evidently believe it too because you're here. If you're in a church, you believe in some kind of giving because it doesn't exist without it. So, so now I say that to say this. Thank you, Jesus, for these pots. Are they up there? Can you put the pots and sots up there, Judith? I feel like he's been faithful. Now, moving forward to next season, we're going to give you an opportunity in a minute to, on a card, there's going to be three ways you can respond when they get up to, to um, do altar music. Um, there's a board back there called Prayers of the Season. Jordan actually created these boards, and I've been waiting for the right time to tell you about it. <laughs> Uh, there's a big inside joke there. Um, and so what we're going to let you do is write on it. Um, you're, what you feel like as a part of this body, I'd love to see us go after. Please don't rant. I'll listen to your rant. I, actually, it would be valuable for me to hear it. But in this setting, maybe don't let it be a rant, just a prayer. You can write it on a card. Look at the card on your seat. 
and or you can, we're going to send out an email this week that lets you respond on Facebook to write it. And then we're going to create our next season of POTS for us to pray into as a church to see God do. Just some forewarning, some of the big ones on our hearts at retreat were a diverse community. What does it look like to actually be a diverse community, not just talk about diversity? It's good to talk about it, but what steps do we take to really do that, you know? Um, we, we want a, a prayer of the season that has nothing to do with us. So there's no benefit for us to pray for it except for seeing it happen in someone else. So as you're being stirred, I would love it if you guys wrote it out. Wrote, write it out for us and just leave it on your seat or write it on that. Um, Sarah, if you want to go ahead and come up, we're going to end today with, um, with communion. Um, Sarah's going to lead in that and then explain how to do that. And then I'm going to get back up and kind of explain to you how to do the last part. So worship, if you guys want to come up. Um, it's for other worship team. These guys are coming up. So Chelsea and yeah. Hi again. Um, so this is one of my ultimate favorite things to do as a Christian is to participate in the Eucharist. And some of you have never heard that word. We say the Lord's table, we say the Lord's supper, we say communion, but I love the word Eucharist because it comes from Eucharisteo when Jesus broke the bread and gave thanks. And just think that's a really beautiful word that every time we hold those elements, we are giving thanks. Um, I love that the table is unifying. It doesn't matter what kind of worshiper you are. It doesn't matter how, quote, spiritual you are. It doesn't matter how... Uh, what your past is, what your future is. We all are sons and daughters at the table of the Lord. I love that it's an equalizer, um, that we are all one in the same, and we come humbly, and we come hungry. I love that when I hold the elements, it's a way I can tangibly participate and tangibly um, hold the kingdom of God, right? Um, it's such an honor to do this with you. So we're going to ask those of you guys that are serving for us if you'll come up. We have sort of three stations here. Um, this one has the gluten-free option, so if you are gluten-free, we are a gluten-free friendly church. <laughs> um, and we're going to come up sort of row by row. So this section will go here, this section will come here, and this section will come here. Um, but I did want to read, I just love reading this passage. Let me find it really quick. Um, and what I want you guys to do, or I'm going to encourage you to do, is as you take the elements, and as, you, as they serve you, like these guys are literally serving you, as they look you in the eyes and say, this is the body that was broken for you, this is the blood that was poured out for you. Um, and as you take a moment that you imagine Jesus looking in your eyes and saying those words, like he looks at you and he says, you are my friend. Take this, eat and be made full. Um, when, the, when the hour came, he reclined at the table and the apostles with him. Then he said to them, I have fervently desired to eat this Passover with you. He fervently desires to eat this meal with you. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took a cup. And after giving thanks, he said, take this and share it among yourselves. For I tell you from now on, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took the bread, gave thanks, broken, and said to them, this is my body 
which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way he took the cup and said, this cup is the new covenant established by my blood. It is shed for you. And so we believe that this is not just bread and juice. We believe that this is holy and consecrated. At the very least, this is a holy and awe-inspiring moment. So allow it as you eat and drink. Allow the Spirit of God to fill you up again. Allow him to speak the words he wants to speak to you. Thank you again for joining us today, and please visit our website at rivercitysmyrna.com.